Kia ora koutou. welcome to Circuit Cast. Uh, you're with Mark Amory here, news and views on moving image and art from Aotearoa and beyond. And this week we are at Te Uru Gallery in the Waitakere, and we're here for a beautiful exhibition, A Study of a Samoan Savage by Shigeyuki Kihara. Uh, and we have with her Ioana Gordon Smith, curator here. Kia ora to you both. Kia ora. Tāla falava, my name is uh, Yuki Kihara, uh, and uh, thanks for coming to my solo exhibition of A Study of a Salmon Savage. This exhibition is very special to me because first I debut with my new name, Yuki Kihara. So I'm ah. no longer Shige Yuki Kihara anymore, so I'm just Yuki and Yuki Kihara. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, before we hear from Ioana, maybe you could actually just tell us a little bit about what the show is about in a sense yeah, to sure. introduce it for people. The title of the exhibition, A Study of a Salmon Savage, is supposed to be like an ironic take on all these kinds of anthropological studies of indigenous people in the Pacific, which had these kinds of titles that alluded to you know, uh, racist depictions of Pacific people. So the model that I'm, that I'm working with for this particular series is an Auckland-based performance artist by the name of Ioane Ioane. And him and I, we've been collaborating on and off over the last decade. So for this particular series, I've asked him to be in the guise of Maui, which is like the Polynesian demigod. And so what you see here is Maui under the scientific microscope. The reason why I've made it that way is because I'm interested in talking about, you know, how is it that you measure a divine? Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. Thematically, the exhibition broadly covers uh, several themes. So you have anthropometry, motion photography, and archives. The archives that I'm exhibiting alongside my, my work are photographic archives of a Pacific people being photographed in the process of anthropometry. And then so these rare photographic archives are sourced from the British Museum and the Pitt Rivers Museum in the UK. And then so one of the moving image works that I'm currently show, showing in the context of the a study of a Samoan Savage is this video work here. Very large work on the wall. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah. so it's a life-size projection of uh, Maui descending a staircase. There's actually two versions of this work. One is as a still photograph, yes. two as a moving image work. And then so what you see here is Maui in the full nude walking up and down the steps. And then mm. there are several characters cascading down the steps, echoing Duchamp's uh, nude painting. Nude mm. yeah. a staircase, yes. Yes. Uh, but what you see here is Maui approaching from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs, and then from the bottom of the stairs walking up the steps walking across from each other. Uh, this is to emphasize this Pacific philosophy about time and space and how, uh, you know, for us Pacific people and specifically to Samoans, that we work forward into our past while we walk back into the future, that we constantly negotiate the future and the past in our present. But he, he, he looks at us and he walks down the staircase. Yes. Uh, um, so what he does is... And that, then he seems to crawl back up. Yes, he does. Every now and then he will pause and look at the camera as a way to return the gaze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he lies, at one point also lies on what is yeah, on, on, on the steps. Yeah. Which could be taken as an exhaustion, but then he, he, he actually stands up and walks out. Yes, sort of almost takes, re, re empowers himself in some way, or yeah. how that feels like to me. Yeah. Maybe we could bring you on into this at this point, uh, just to introduce why Te Uru actually chose to work on this quite significant exhibition and, and, and to have it here at, at Waitakere. 
I think there are probably a few reasons, but two stand out to me in terms of why it felt important to show this body of work here. The first is that as a contemporary gallery, we're quite interested in recognising or questioning or probing contemporary sets of realities that maybe are latent or sit just beneath the surface. And I think one of the great things this show does is it pairs these contemporary works with archives, and the archives are so self-evidently confronting that I think they offer a really good pathway into kind of questioning some of the contemporary practices um, in rugby culture and media culture that Yuki points out. But I think secondly, in terms of showing the work here at Te Uru in West Auckland, we're quite conscious of better recognising who makes up our communities. And I think there's often a slight sideways disregard of just how many Pacific peoples live yeah, out here I, I in West Auckland. Yeah, because I think the is a quite a white suburb, a fairly well sure. white suburb. Sure, and I think that's a pretty prevalent reputation. But that's not West Auckland. That's not West Auckland, and you mm. know, it's, it was kind of nice for us to have that link of UK's, you know, dad being out here in the area and her having a connection to ah. this specific suburb. As we moved into this new building, we were looking through the archives of Lockdale House Gallery, and we've actually got a history of showing Pacific artists. I think Pacific Sisters had one of their first events at Lockdale House Gallery. So there's something at stake in terms of saying Pacific peoples aren't just ghettoised in one part of Auckland, they're elsewhere as well. I'm really interested in hearing the relationship between still image and moving image and its history, and I think one of the distinctive things about your work is how deeply you research this exploration between traditional technologies, and I'm thinking both into the Pacific Island, forms of dance, movement and so forth, and I'm thinking of the, the, the birth of photography, the birth of, of film, and contemporary technology here and what you can do. I'm primarily consider myself to be a conceptual artist and a performance artist that I am interested in using lens-based media as, as a tool for performance. So all these performances that I stage is actually specifically directed at the camera, whether it will be still photography or moving image. And then so uh, the idea of the photographs that you see here is that you see Maui in the process of being measured, right? So it's it's, it's a moment of a performance of him being scrutinized with these sort of scientists and tools. Whereas you also um, have uh, the video that I've edited in a way that it kind of looks mechanical, but, uh, but, but enough that there is some kind of a rhythm that breaks away from this mechanical understanding, which I think alludes to the sci- scientific attempt to try and you know, study Pacific people, their bodies and their culture and their language and so forth. Yes as a way for the continued subjugation of Pacific people. And we really don't see this kind of imagery except when we look back into early photography, and I think it's Edward Moorbridge, is Moorbridge. it? So if we just go around to the other side of the gallery, so this is where I'm making this reference into motion photography technique. So I've been looking at photographs of like British photographer uh, Edward Moorbridge and French photographer Etienne Jules Marais, who are both sort of pioneers of the motion photography technique. And so motion photography is where you see the same figure moving through space and, and overlaid into the same image. Yes, I'm it's... so glad you described it that way because I was trying to find, <laughs> trying to struggle to try to um, well, explain so, so, it. Yeah, we've so, got eight, eight, eight copies of the same figure walking forward here. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the one. But what you see here um, in these chronological 
depiction of Maui walking in the void is that on your left-hand side, you see that uh, he's sort of slightly unlit as if he's walking out of the darkness. Yes. And on your right-hand side, he's actually walking into the light. So this is in reference to Samoan Christianity, whereby, uh, you know, before Christ, apparently Samoa was supposedly in the dark. And then when Christ arrived, you know, we saw the light. And then so what you see here is that, you know, sort of Maui walking out of the dark and then walking into the dark. So it has these kinds of religious connotations that also infused with the politics of motion uh, photography, which was to basically study uh, study of the human body. What interests me here also is the relationship that feels distinctly part of your aesthetic and, and reaching back to Pacific traditions around dance and Siva. So I think of this kind of mm-hmm. repetition of imagery and of movement as something that's come through in your work and, and seems to find a contemporary way to bring, in some ways, forward some quite traditional ideas, maybe? Yes. Um, so all the performances you see here are you know, very simple. You know, you have walking, walking, looking, you have jumping, you have kicking. You kicking have, a ball. Yeah, a rugby kicking, ball. No, yeah, kicking a rugby ball. And you have uh, dancing, and then you also see this uh, two-meter-by-one-meter uh, photograph of Maui sprinting. So... I choreographed these series of performances so that they echo the training that performed on the rugby field. That I'm also exploring um, in A Study of a Samoan Savage is this interaction between the politics of race, sport, and representation. And specifically looking at you know, how Pacific male bodies and specifically Pacific athletes are being portrayed in the media. Mm. Can I ask you a little tough question on that then? Sure. Do you, there must be a real, I would have thought, a conscious tension around not just, in a sense, emphasising the stereotype in some way of the brown body, beautiful, the physical mm-hmm. male, because obviously there's a celebration of it, but are you kind of aware of almost your work becoming almost a glorification of that rather than a critique in some way? The archive that I'm showing upstairs hopefully helps people to sort of offer as a tool to to try and use it to compare it with what I'm trying to present. Because what's really ironic is that you have this media celebration of brown, healthy Pacific bodies in sport, but, yes. but in a matter of fact, Pacific people are facing uh, an epidemic of obesity. Right. Right? Diabetes, all of these health concerns. And then so I'm also trying to look at, well, why is it that the health statistics say one thing, and yet you have the media glorifying a particular kind of body? Mm, mm. That's what I mean. I can, I can imagine yeah. a, a nice, well-heeled white person to the rain coming and saying, I'm going to buy that work, and I'm going to put this lovely, beautiful, yeah. naked male body on my wall for all my white friends to enjoy and appreciate. It's kind well, of... I mean, the thing is, is that I can't control that. But what I can control is the material that I present. So hence, that's why my exhibition is uh, divided into to two galleries. One, you have these photographs that are informed by motion photography and anthropometry. And then second, when we move into the archival room upstairs, the archive room places this work downstairs in context. Oh, should we go and have a look up? Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> Great. Okay. okay we we go, go this way. I'll just have a breather as well. <laughs> That's a great way to segue into moving spaces. Okay, so here we are in Gallery 3. What you see here is uh, more of a focus on the archive. And uh, where the archive um, 
uh, aims to offer more context to what the whole series is oh about. Oh my goodness, could you talk to a little bit of these photographs over sure? here from the archive? Have you guys seen this when you guys arrived? No, 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 no okay. this is quite remarkable. What you see here are 50 photographs of people in the Pacific from Micronesia, Melanesia and Polynesia, you know, standing next to us, a stadiometer where their height is being measured. So it's, it's like almost a, it's a, it's a, a wooden structure that allows their height to be measured with a ruler. What are they trying to prove? That uh, people in the Pacific were much more primitive than the West, which was the reason why they needed to be colonized. By, by their height? This is one of many kinds of assessment they made. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so wow. these archives are drawn from... Uh, the photographic collections of the British Museum and the Pitt Rivers Museum in the UK. I've also uh, requested the archives of several other museums across Europe. They unfortunately didn't reply to me Did or didn't want to work with me, but I could easily do like another 50. Have these works like been shown in New Zealand or Australia before? Do you know? Um, so the archival photographs? Yeah. So, so this will be the first time that they've been grouped together like this. Wow, wow. Yeah. One of the impacts, which is really interesting for me, is that the, the, the measuring device, the, yes. the vertical horizontal thing, echoes the white framing of the photograph. And indeed, of course, yeah. the whole framing that a photograph is, that photography in its own way was a way of measuring and boxing and yes. containing a thing. Yeah, classification. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, so what you um, have here is Maui doing his own version um, of the stereometer where you see Maui looking directly at the camera as a way to uh, challenge the gaze. This is very interesting for you working with a, a male subject and a collaborator because the work yeah. I'm familiar with from your past, you've always been the performer. In my previous works, I'm known to use my body as artistic material to you know, manifest a variety of characters. But uh, when I wanted to you know, pursue with this particular idea, it was an excuse for me to kind of take a back seat. And yeah be behind the camera and to uh, work with the DOP. So this is a collage work, paper collage work called Legacy. And the reason why I called it Legacy is because we have a figure of Stoney Bill Williams in a ah. static pose where he's running. And then he's often been seen as like a perfect sportsman with the perfect body. And, um, and as you know, you know, many uh, athletes, and including Pacifica athletes, are always uh, gone through excruciating scientific analysis of their body in order to help improve their performance on the field. Yes. What I'm trying to do here is that the body of Sonny Bill Williams and how the scientific community established a perfect body is, you know, has a legacy of scientific racism. What sort of effect would you like this work to have? What do you, do you think? Um, well, uh, just moving over here. So uh, what, uh, another thing that I have in my archive room is a video that's uh, rotating on loop and it's uh, the video features news articles of when uh, in 2012 uh, Pat Lamb who was then the coach of the Oakland Bruce team was was accused of uh, his team you know losing five out of six game was due to his race and then so what you have here is that all the news footage that revolved around this topic. Mm, I see it flashed yeah. up on the, the screen before from the, the news broadcast, how racist are rugby viewers? Yeah, and then uh, so between the, the news showreel, the, um, it's interspersed with commercials that depicts Pacific athletes, you know, fast food commercials. 
So I'm hoping that people will look at this not just for its content, but how uh, the media reports and portrays Pacific, Pacific athletes. Well, Yuki, this is a fantastic show. Thanks for showing us around. It is indeed quite an in-depth study. The title is quite correct in that way. Thank you. Well, what I've given you is kind of like a a really brief, just scratching the surface description. Well, I hope this uh, gets lots more showings around New Zealand and indeed the world. Thank you for joining us on Circuit Cast. Thank you. Catch you guys soon.